Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Your calls on 086-000-2032 and your voice notes on 614 We're in conversation next with Leslie Ann van Salm, founder and managing director of Kulisa Social Solutions, a non-profit organization which has been recognized for its charity work in Alexandra and other vulnerable communities in South Africa, has been bestowed two awards. The latest awards received by Kulisa are the Best CEO Today Africa Award and the Best Solutions Not for Profit 2023. Leslie Ann, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you. It's great to be with you. How do you feel um, being nominated, well, not even nominated, but getting that award for CEO Today Africa Award? It's always wonderful to be rewarded, but also time to also reflect and pay gratitude to all the individuals who contributed towards this. It's not about me. It's about the people I work with and about the people at grassroots level who are my mentors and who are my guiders. Mm. And how did you get into this uh, work, Leslie Ann? Well, it's 26 years ago. Um, we, I started working in Lekov Juvenile Prison when I met young offenders, and we listened to their stories about how they got into prison, and that's when our lives changed, when we realized that you can't ask people what they did, but what happened to them. And we've since then have been probing in what's, what's causing people to behave in dysfunctional ways, what's causing communities to become violent, what's causing wives to beat up husbands and husbands to beat up wives. So everything we do is around the triggers that that contribute towards dysfunctionality and violence. Mm-hmm. And how has the, all of that data, because that's very crucial data and intelligence that you've gathered, how have you been able to use that also to contribute to the betterment of society and also how we're able to interact? So the, the biggest challenge uh, in the past has been that, that uh, and I, I think still presently, that organizations assume what communities need and assume what individuals' um, developmental needs are. But what Kalisa has done now is through the thousands and thousands of interviews, dialogue circles and interventions that we've actually conducted We've managed to mine the data out and categorize it into different um, ecosystem development areas. And we are now able to, to, to mine that data and to actually show that based on the voices of the community, what interventions will address their actual needs as opposed to assuming what we can just throw out there and do without having measurable return on investment. No. Is, is, is the intention behind the collection of this data also to, to contribute towards policy uh, formations and uh, the right type of interventions that are required? So it's not necessarily just a desktop research, but this is research from the interviews that you've done, as you said, uh, one-on-one with these people and sometimes even going as far as visiting in them and their homes as well as their communities. And uh, absolutely, and uh, you know, with us, Kalisa takes the bottom of the pyramid and inverts it. So we don't do anything, any intervention, without asking the community what their take on that intervention is. So, for example, with gender-based violence, we ask them what you know what they believe causes it, what their solutions are, and we are dealing with such complexity. The the, the triggers that lead towards gender-based violence are relevant to so many other social ills. But what we then do is we capacitate, we train NGOs in different communities to become 
the agents of change so that they can enroll this research out and we can start gathering a massive information. It's not only Kalisa going out there doing these research, doing these dialogue circles. We've got you know, over 150 NGOs who've been trained now so we are able to gather information about the causal factors of homelessness, mental illness, etc. So it's really about capacitating and enabling grassroots-level um, organizations to take ownership of gathering data, which, which is so important in our country. Yeah, an incredible project also, um, the one that you guys had in Alexandra as well with the, um, with the community peacemakers. Um, just quickly remind our audience, what, what, what's the intention behind that program? So it, it really was triggered after the looting two years ago when, when because Kalisa has been operational in Alex for 24 years now, we're so concerned about the looting and because of our well-established footprint and our NGO partnerships, we, we try to get to the bottom of, of from an Alexandra-centered perspective is what really triggered it, you know. And so we, we, we ran a 14 different dialogue circles reaching, you know, hundreds of people and analyzed the data. And from that, it really showed us, and, and I, I don't think Alex is dissimilar from any of the other areas where the looting happened, but in Alex, it was just people are hopeless. They are living in an environment where there's 900,000 people living in seven, seven square kilometers. The, the, in, the environmental factors that contribute towards the lack of self-esteem, the, the debris flowing, the, it, it is how... How does human rights violation in this community has ever been allowed to happen? I, 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 we, we, we're trying to unpack this now, but the people in Alex are deprived and are, are, not, are so hopeless. But we, through, through the research, we actually discovered that there's so much resilience in this community, people who've survived the most adverse circumstances and then started saying, how can we capacitate these people through their resilience and through their, their desperation to have a better life? to become advocates for change. So we then got um, 26 NGOs involved in Alex. We analyzed their needs. We then looked at developing them so they could become independent, but most importantly, capacitated them to then roll out what we have done around the peacemaking. And today, this model has become a global model. We've, we've got um, the International Association of Mediators in the United Kingdom wanted to come and train our NGOs in becoming internationally qualified mediators so they can go out and mediate peacemaking in any situation and yep. we're so excited that that we've now we've reached over 120 our ngos have interviewed over over 3,000 community members and contributed towards our data and, and and that's quite an incredible thing because one i remember mohueng mohueng um, when he was still chief justice speaking about matters that come to court and saying that we must find alternative means to mediate and come to solutions without having to come or find those solutions without having to go through through the courts. And now taking the powers and the skill to mediate when there is conflict all the way to the grassroots level, the importance of that. And also, though, um, I don't know what you found from your research around how communities deal with crime. And in some cases, you do find cases of mob justice where community feels that they want to take matters into their own hands and whether or not the peacemakers are able to intervene absolutely they they are now being called on um at, at, at families the police schools when there's some um potential 
um, elements that, that's showing early signs of violence. They are moving in, they're diffusing the violence before it erupts. And, 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 and the amount that, so they've trained, our NGO partners have trained their own staff. They've trained rehabilitating drug addicts. So this role and knockout effect is showing how people's humanity and their, their self-confidence and their acuity in dealing and listening has had such a huge impact. So it's just having a knock-on effect. And through this, we are able to show more and more and more that the community know how to deal with their own problems. We just need to develop them and their human capital. Thank you so much, Leslie. And once again, congratulations to you and the team. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on your station. Thank you, Leslie. And Fan Salm, the founder and managing director of Kulisa Social Solutions.